Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey! hey. <laughs> yes! Perfect start! <laughs> we already overlapped when we just said we wouldn't. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, welcome to Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. Uh, we are a weekly podcast where we have queer folks on from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? Yeah, and in this case, 
who doesn't love talking about the 2020 election uh, while also being queer and terrified? This is America's coming out story. This is America's... (laughs) America's coming out as a a dictatorship. (laughs) Oh my God, I wish that wasn't true. You know, I I have to say like over the past, uh, well, 20, not 24 hours, 12 hours, I guess, right? Or... 15 what i don't know where we are i don't know what is time um over the past many hours i've had a lot of friends i don't know about you lauren who are texting me being like how is it this close why is it not a landslide like all of this like this is such bad things about our country and like i agree with all of that that it's extremely disheartening and simultaneously like i have I personally have not been listening to the polls because the polls burned me too badly in 2016. They're not accurate. No, they're not. And I refuse to like basically pay attention to any of that. So I, my response has just been like, we've never been a unified nation, truly. I mean, we've always been in very meaningful and substantial and heartbreaking ways. We've always been two nations, really. Absolutely. Truly. Yeah. I don't, anyone who, again, sorry if I'm punchy, I got very little sleep, but anyone who thought this would be a landslide, it's like, no, this was never going to be a landslide. Nothing that is happening right now is surprising. Like, we're, and the country, like, I think that people who, who think that Trump was a fluke are like, like need to catch up (laughs) like no 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 trump trump is like fucking batshit bananas crazy and everything is like unprecedented etc but trump is just emblematic of like it's just the sewage coming up to the top like it's always been there this country has huge fucking problems like nicole said we're super crazy divided we've always been astoundingly racist misogynist homophobic all this stuff again only talking about 50 percent but we're a big ass country so 50 percent is like a lot and those people got super emboldened by trump but like none of this none of this is new no it's really not. Uh, it, it, none of it's new. And as I said last night, and I'm sorry to get like dark, um, but like, like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like when the wealthiest, most powerful nation on earth was built on the backs of enslaved people, like this, this is to be expected. Like this yeah. is what we get. You know what I mean? Like, the, like, and I'm not, I, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's like, there are some ways in which this is so complicated and so layered. And there are other ways in which it's just fundamental, unfortunately, to who we are as a nation. And to your point, Lauren, earlier in this, like this is, and the past four years have been America's coming out. (laughs) Yes, we brought it back around. We did. We did. Um, Yeah. So that's all to say. Uh, we hope you're hanging in there. Um, it's obviously a nail biter right now, and uh, certain things are looking good. Um, Lauren, yeah. where are you yeah. at? If, if just to steal a, a a phrase from my favorite daily podcast news podcast, um, what a day from Crooked Media. Uh, no, I was not paid to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a uh, temperature check for you? Where are you at right now? I'm actually I'm fine because I have always thought that this is gonna this is gonna be weeks I think I really do I really do and I'm not I know I'm prone to exaggeration but when I say weeks I mean like like into the they literally just said on um MSNBC like in terms of counting ballots like for some districts it's gonna go into the first week of December like I think that the I think it's going to be declared sooner, but there's going to be lawsuits and shit. So I don't think it's going to be super mega official for weeks. And and those of us who, um, I think most of us were probably alive for the 2000 uh, election, but those of us who were like, you know, like, like voters or, or like functioning adults or, or what I'm trying to say that I'm old but my whole thing is like the 2000 election that shit stretched on like this isn't the first time even in recent history that something like this is happening so I think that we all just have to prepare for nothing to be like final final for a long time 
So I think it's all about sustainability for your emotions and psyche and stuff. Because I don't think any of us should or can stay at this fever pitch for the next three weeks. So I think it's about figuring out ways to like deal with that. But I think it's looking good right now. I really do. I think it's looking good. I mean, I think like as one of my friends posted before, um, in terms of to your point, Lauren, um, about remaining patient and, and recognizing that this is probably going to be weeks and not keeping our anxiety up at this level. He was like, we all watched Sesame Street. We learned patience and counting. We can do this. <laughs> we did. Yes. And we also learned how crayons are made. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel pretty, pretty good. But, I, but yeah, it's going to be like a fight in the courts for like a really long time. It's just, it's going to, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> so I think we should just prepare for that. But be optimistic, but be realistic and steal yourself and blah, 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 blah. I think in terms of where I'm at, I, I, saw, I saw somebody else tweet this week um, that they were like, I don't know if I'm remarkably zen or just numb. That's what I've been feeling. Yeah. And that's where I've been like the past week. And then today I'm feeling shakier, but, uh, I'm, I'm doing my best to stay hopeful for Biden. And I think there is very real reason to hope. So truly, um, that said, I am devastated, bordering on devastated that we might not get the Senate. And uh, for any of you out there who are feeling like that, uh, I I hear you and I'm with you. I just, if, you know, if we look at how much Obama was not able to accomplish between 2012 and 2016 because of the Senate, it just feels uh, so much more work to do. There was always going to be so much more work to do, even if we got the Senate, but it just feels like this giant roadblock in what otherwise could be a really really great turn of events what do you think i i think i think realistically we are not going to get the senate that is where i'm already like it's not going to happen so that's now some have called me a pessimist i say i'm a realist but yeah i'm that's already i've put that out of my mind um but but there were there are some really uh good positive things to focus on. I think it's worth finding um, uh, threads and stuff like that of good things. There were a ton of trans people who who were who were voted in some for like the the first time ever and there's uh, someone from Florida is the first openly LGBTQ. A uh, person to be elected. I forget. I'm saying person because I forget if it's like, are they a Congress or are they a senator? I don't remember, but th- somebody got elected in Florida. State, state senator. Thank you, senator. First openly uh, LGBTQ senator in Florida. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. So yeah. like, there are good things to focus on. The whole squad got voted back in the 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 girl squad, as we call them. Um, so there's good stuff. Go seek out the good stuff if you're feeling like mired down in all of it. Um, yeah, some good stuff happened. <laughs> and and I, I will say in California, and I, I think um, because of like, well, I just think our, our country uh, focuses more on federal than local anyway, a federal and local pol- federal politics instead of local politics, regardless at all times. Um, but like, it is so worth noting because all change starts locally, uh, that certain states have passed really progressive measures. Um, and those are not to be discounted in the bigger picture of anything. Um, because that means substantial changes to people's lives, i.e., um, every, any abolition related, uh, measure, uh, police abolition defunding, uh, measure that was put on the ballot in California passed. So, you know, in terms of feeling like, oh, protests don't do anything or whatever, because we don't see the immediate change, right? Or sometimes we don't see the change on the federal level. Um, Because of everything that happened in June, only now a few months later, we just passed measures that are going to change funding for police in California. That is huge, huge, as a direct result of everybody coming out in June. 
So, I mean, yeah, look to local stuff. I think like as frustrated as I am Senate wise right now and, um, as dismayed as I am about like the coming out of our country over and over again as the racist misogynistic place that it is. I know. And we're like the parents who keep going like, this is just a phase though. Right. And it's like, no, no, our country has declared its sexuality slash gender and it is racist and homophobic. And we have to accept that. This is not, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect metaphor. Uh, but we're gonna, but we're working on it. If you tuned in for a respite from politics, you are in, uh, the, the absolute wrong place. We apologize for that. <laughs> there are uh, other places normally, to go. But yeah. Which, okay, that's a good point. So let's maybe talk a little bit about stuff that people can do for the next couple weeks to, to like, get a break from this and stuff like that. Do you want to kick it off? I have some ideas, but you want to kick it off? Um, I think, well, you know, self-care gets bandied about, right? We all talk about self-care, self-care, self-care. And like, to me, it starts to, um... I don't know. I, I, I almost start to tune it out a little bit when people talk about self-care. And part of that is because I'm not good at it. <laughs> so, but, but the other part of it is because it's sort of this like amorphous, like, what does that even mean? And the truth is, it's, it's just being nice to yourself and whatever that means to you, like, and giving yourself permission. I, personally, I think to, to just feel what you're going to feel like it's it's that that is just the first step of it is like not walking around not feeling like you have to walk around like this you know um doing whatever it is giving yourself permission to like watch a dumb movie if you want and like laugh or you know if I could get high right now I would I'm just <laughs> you don't want to hot box your fetus I'd rather not hot box my fetus I don't I don't feel All like right, you you know um but uh but yeah like or or take a hike like literally literally not like take a hike but take a hike you know <laughs> do some yoga read a book like I don't know make a funny video do whatever like feels good for you yeah. that feels like it's maybe a thing where you're like I don't know is this a waste of time should I be doing something else no you should be doing the thing that makes you feel good because we're still every day that we go through for the next however many weeks this is going to take is still a day of your life that's what i keep thinking yes. right like time doesn't stop because we're in this like election purgatory right your life is still going you're you know like taking advantage of every day and just going outside and being like it's a beautiful day that still matters Hell yeah. So someone just, this is my uh, area of expertise. Someone just said, uh, what's a good show you would recommend? I'm glad you asked. My form of self-care is watching television nonstop. Um, there, okay, so we know all of uh, the obvious shows that that ha have gotten a lot of press, but some like more, like some smaller, uh, uh, more uh, under the radar queer shows that I've really loved. Um, uh, Dickinson on Apple TV, you can get a one week uh, free, what do you call it, subscription to Apple TV. And then I think it's only like five bucks a month anyway, but Dickinson, great, great queer content. Uh, Haley, what's her name? Stein, uh -huh. did I make that up? Haley Stein. That sounds right. Anyway, uh, Dickinson is great. The new, the Harley Quinn animated series is so funny and so queer. It's like so fucking good, you guys. Um, that's on the DC app, but I think it's also on HBO Max. Just Google nice. Harley Quinn animated. Um, even though it didn't get picked up for season two, I love Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix, and I know they're fighting to try to see if they can get that to another platform. Those are all, those are three good shows with like hot queer content, smart, funny stuff. Um, yeah, seek out, seek out that stuff. It's out there. I'll try to think of more and I'll, and I'll tweet stuff about that. Uh, but those are three off the top of my head. If you go to our website, uh, comingoutpod.com, I have a list of, of shows, uh, a list of resources in general. And I put a bunch of queer shows on, on there and I will be updating those. I, I binged all of Runaways earlier in quarantine, which is just like a teenage, like we had Ariella Bear on. There's just like a lot of, I don't know, that's my comfort food is I, I like watching 
queer TV a lot. But Nicole's right. Like, get outside, blah, 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 move your body to hike. Yeah, but... I am very much a... Like, I got on the Peloton this morning, which I... Which I... Which we own You have now. a Peloton? I have, we have a Peloton. Uh, we ordered it because I can't... Well, A, we can't go to the gym. Uh, hello. Uh, but B, um, I can't do anything impact, and I haven't been able to for many months because I'm pregnant. Um, so it was really the kind of the only way that I could do, like, meaningful cardio. Um, and let's be honest. Like, if I was going to try to just tell myself to do that somehow like i wouldn't have done it you know what i mean like i like i think i need need a class i need to go to class i need someone to tell me what to do to kick my butt yeah i Um, hear that so like but yeah we've been we've been loving it but this morning i got on the peloton because i was like this is the only way that i am gonna feel okay today and that and it, it has helped oh also uh mandala just from uh six feet to my right over here um just added dating in place on Revry Revry tv it's a new app it's a queer app if you guys haven't checked it out um it's got an, a lot of awesome queer content and they're adding stuff all the time um so check it out and dating in place just aired their first episode the other day and it's super 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 cute and you can actually see for a limited time i think it is their first five episodes for free if you go over there now. Ooh! Yes, starring uh, starring Mandala, uh, episode 11 guest, and uh, Yaz, who I want to say is episode 55. I'm like Rain Man with the Yeah, and number, we will have Emily Goss on number. at one point, too, and which we've talked about Can before. we please? I love her. Emily, if you're out there, She's come great. on our show. Come on our podcast. Um, but yeah, no. Um, last night we watched uh, the, we watched The Burbs, which is an '80s movie <laughs> starring Tom Hanks and Carrie cool. Fisher and Bruce Stern. Uh, it, yeah, that felt like a good escape for us personally. I was gonna say, you know what movie I really like. All my all my intel is going to be queer stuff. I reached a point in my life where, like, unless I know that women make out in something, I won't watch it. I'm not proud of that. Like, but that's just, like, realistically where I am. And I, I accept you. that about myself. So, if you've never seen the movie Battle of the Sexes, it is a very good, it's like an empowered, like, like, ah, like, girl power. And it's a true story, so it feels good. It's, the, it's Billie Jean King. It's Emma Stone playing Billie Jean King. It has some hot makeouts in it. This is good. Battle of the Sexes, Emma Stone. Watch it. I recommend that. I cut you off. Uh, no, it's it's totally fine. Um, uh, uh, there was, what else did we say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mom, if you're still on here, uh, just so you know, I, I can't actually go and check the text messages that you're sending me right now without pausing this. <laughs> My mom, my mom is texting me at the same time that she's on here. So anyway, uh, that that's just a uh, fact of Instagram. Sorry, moms be momming. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, what else was I going to say about all this? I think. Um. Oh man, something that I realized going into actually just in the past couple days, frankly, because like I've been thinking a lot about. Because the work doesn't stop here no matter what happens, right? The work just doesn't Not stop at here. at all. Like, the, I mean, if if how close this race is tells us anything, it's that we have so much more work to do. Um, and, and we've learned a lot about how to do that work over the past four years, I think. And one thing I want to impress upon everybody is like, you know, we all know about text banking and phone banking and... Um, if you are in the category of people for whom phone banking is uh, terribly outside of your comfort zone, I am with you. Uh, it is something that I have to force myself to do because it feels so uncomfortable to me because I don't like people hanging up on me and saying mean things. Um, but they only do that sometimes. That's weird because that's my kink, but go on. <laughs> well, uh, Lauren is in the other category of people. <laughs> Um, but you know, we, we hear about all this, obviously donating and some of us have the money to do that. And some of us don't. Um, but there are a lot of outside the box ways of, of helping. And I want to just empower people going forward. Um, not just over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months, but like 
from here out, as we engage in our own, in democracy, really, and, and do figure out how to do so on a regular basis, um, each of us has something that, that, that they bring to the table. Each of us have specific ways that we relate to people and specific communities that we relate to and who we can find inroads with that other people can't. Um, so I know for me, like I had, some of you may have seen it, some of you may not have, but I did like a video on uh, abortion specifically to fellow Christians the other day. And to me that was scary, but at the same time, it made me stop and go, you know what? Doing stuff like this on more of a regular basis and figuring out ways to to bridge those gaps, that's something that I'm good at, like that I can bring that might be more effective than me sitting in phone banking, like for only a month leading up to the election or something where I'm like, all right, that's something where like I could make incremental change over months and years and is focusing in on, on, on that. And we each have things like that. Gustav is an editor and he helped edit people's um, uh, like local candidates videos. You know, like he's not going to get any credit for that. He's not, he wasn't, he was just sitting at his computer, but like that's helping. Right. So anyway, I just want to encourage everybody like to know that if you're not in the phone banking category of people, like there's still ways to get involved. Absolutely. I phone banked a ton in 2016 and then was like, and I'm burned out for the rest of my life. But I started volunteering at the center right after I went to my first orientation meeting in December of 2016, right after the election. Um, and I love doing that. As you know, you've heard us talk about that so much. Um, so volunteering is is potential. And I know it's like, oh, that's COVID. There's a ton of stuff going on online uh, uh, that you can do. But volunteering and facilitating these groups at the center has been amazing. Has, I mean, it's helped me more than I can say. Speaking of which, that's another form of self-care. Uh, go online, seek out, seek out groups. Uh, if anyone yes. is interested, her stories is every uh, is every Monday night over Zoom. Um, I will tweet out info for that, or just go to uh, lalgbtcenter.org. I don't know. Google Los Angeles LGBT Center, and you can find the info for the social network groups. But yeah, find find if that's something that that helps you feel better. Find groups that you can go to online, whether they're chat groups or over Zoom or whatever, and find your people and, and, and talk about stuff like we're doing right now. Yes. And like, oh, and somebody just said, uh, uh, Perry, thank you for adding this. And not just politically, I volunteer at a food justice organization slash urban farm. Ooh, yeah. Beautiful. So many incredible local groups doing things that actually make a difference day to day in people's lives. That, cause that's what all this is about. Whether, you know, it's on a federal level or a local level. It's we just want to make a change, even just for one person. And there are so many ways to do that. And to yes, your, yes. And to your point about uh, tuning into, if you're feeling like you need to connect with community right now, whether that's LGBTQ community or whether that's like um, Lauren and I were just speaking about this the other day, whether that's um, people who also suffer from anxiety or depression or chronic pain or um, any grief and loss in my case, like anything that may be um, getting triggered right now or just in general uh, by the, I don't know, pandemic and isolation. Um, what's what's actually the, the beautiful silver lining of this period of time is that support groups that were meeting in person locally before um, are now meeting online and are able to include people who live all over the place. Uh, so yes. we actually have the opportunity to connect with people in a more uh, meaningful way uh, some, in some cases. And I think with support groups, that's specifically the case. So like, uh, if you are feeling any of those things or you have any anything that you want to connect with people on and that you feel like you need to talk about, I swear to God, Google support group, you know, whatever online depression or pain or whatever it is, um, you will find stuff. Yes. I promise. Yes, yes, absolutely. We've had people in the groups from, from France and Germany um, and, and Texas and, and Georgia and just like all over when usually it's just people in the LA area. So like, that's been great. Yeah, find those groups. Also, what I always say is like, this is a, a little bit adjacent to that. But if you, if there's a thing that you like in particular, like I love hiking, I love book clubs, whatever, there's like queer versions of everything. 
So if you're looking for community in that sense, just like put the word queer in front of your Google search and see if there's a version. There's queer rock climbing. I mean, not right now. Don't go rock climbing. We're dealing with a pandemic. But <laughs> please don't. there's die. queer versions of like everything. Uh, so yeah, that's going on. Um, a lot of the... Uh, not just the apps, but, oh, so for example, like, Let's Hang Out, which is uh, uh, Friends of the Pod, we love them so much, Lee and Ellie, they're doing a ton of stuff online. They're doing, like, online queer trivia and stuff like that, which, again, you can do from anywhere in the world. And if you sign, they did, like, Orphan Black trivia a couple weeks ago. If you sign up for something like that on your own and you're like, I don't know anyone, they'll put you with a team. So that's automatically, like, three other queer people you get to hang out with for two hours. So go to Let's Hang Out's uh, Facebook page, look up the stuff there doing the her app is doing a ton of like online speed dating or just online like friend making or stuff like that so there's a ton of stuff going on but yeah do support yourself emotionally and all that stuff because again especially if you're in the states this is gonna drag out it it is it's not a possibility it is gonna drag out it is looking good I am rarely, uh, I'm not usually optimistic. Right now I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm still a realist. There is a possibility it will not ultimately go our way. We don't know. There are no rules anymore. So just like bolster yourself up, take care of yourself. Um, try not to give into the, the whirlpool of drama and crisis that I think uh, human beings like to dip into on occasion. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think... Um... I know on, on our walk last night, Mandala, Gustav, and I took Dobby for a, a late night walk. We all felt like we needed to walk off some of the feelings. And, uh, and you know, I, I said in a, in a very uh, calm way that in thinking about this, that it, it just, it's making um, me even more than I have in all of 2020 question my own purpose and the ways in which I can be um, more of service uh, to other people and to the bigger picture. And I think no matter how this goes, those are great questions to ask yourself. Um, Because the truth is that you're going to feel better no matter what happens if you put yourself in a position to be of service to other people somehow. Agree. Yeah. It gets, uh, there's like nothing trying. better than like to get you out of your head than to be of service to somebody else. So my humble opinion on that. Um, so we have, que- so for you guys out there, do you have any questions for us? Do you have any feelings or thoughts that you would like addressed right now um, that we might be able to help with or really that you would just like to put out there to, to see if anyone else is feeling the same way. Oh, helping my, uh, uh, someone says helping my seventh and eighth grade students through all of this is helping me so much. I totally agree. Um, I hate when my friends are in crisis. It makes me sad, but part of me is like, cool, a project. So like, I do like Nicole is saying, helping people. Uh, I know that when I facilitate these groups on Monday night, no matter how like fucked up my day has been and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to facilitate for two hours. I always feel a million times better after I've done it. I feel rejuvenated. I feel happier. Um, all that stuff is great. Oh, this is a great question. Do you think it's important to extend compassion to people who have differing and potentially ignorant opinions, not just for them, but for ourselves? I'm going to let Nicole feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I'm freaking we out have about different- it? We have different opinions on it, but yours is nicer. So you know go. what, though? That's good. I, we, like, it's important to have different opinions and then talk about this. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Thank you uh, for, for, for writing that. So my feeling is, uh, yes, we, uh, we, I think that we absolutely need to have um, more tolerance and patience for people with differing opinions and empathy uh, than... Uh, we may want to and uh i if you watch the the video that i put out the other day it was basically um hopefully an example of that that was my goal um speaking to pro-life christians when i am um i'm pro-choice uh but i i saw a poster up in the neighborhood that i live in the other day that says 
no tolerance for ignorance. And to me, that is completely unacceptable because A, that that um, assumes that the person who created that was never ignorant of anything, that they've just known everything forever and they've never had to learn anything. And it, it would assume that when they were learning something, um, that someone should have been intolerant of them for having had ignorance on any given topic. And I think if as liberals, we continue, progressives, we continue down the path of, I have no tolerance for people who don't know better or people who are uneducated on something or people who don't, um, have never had a person who looks, loves whatever differently than they do. Um, if we have no tolerance for that, we are all lost. There's no actual living in harmony. There's no actually sustaining our planet. There's no actually sustaining our society. Um, if we just decide to reject half the population. Um, I just, it's, there's no long-term strategy in it, frankly. Um, so we can talk about the many different ways in which one can approach situations like that. And I think those are worthy discussions of having. Um, but my personal opinion is that <sighs> you catch more bees with honey, friends. You just do. And if you can find an inroad with somebody where someone you think or you feel is so different from you, but where you might have a, a kernel of something the same in your value system, I encourage you to look for that and start a conversation from that place. Anyway, Lauren, please counter. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. First of all, you didn't have to attack the poster I put up in your neighborhood. That was really rude. <laughs> you could have sent that to me in a text instead of putting me on blast. Uh, so we, uh, so Freya in the comments says, uh, you, you are pretty in line with my thinking, which is I can't talk to these people anymore, but hope others have the patience for that. That is kind of where I'm at. Um, to varying degrees. Sometimes I am able to engage depending on the ignorance. I think there's a difference between somebody who has uh, uh, been raised in a style and or environment extremely different to me, but who at heart is is a good person. And, and I can see that people like that, I, I feel like I can engage with. But uh, there are some people who I'm just like, nope, I, I'm not I'm I'm not going to do that. Like, Fuck that. Like, I, the example I always give is, like, if someone was, like, sit down in a room with, like, Stephen Miller for half an hour, I'd be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Um, but I do, I am grateful for other people who are willing to do that. I have realized that that is not where I can be most of service as a human. I am not... I am not a foot soldier in the uh, reach across the aisle war. That is not where my strengths lie. Uh, so I sort of leave that to the Nicoles of the world. Um, that being said, I don't aggressively get in fights with those people because I think that's futile. It's not good for me. It's not good for anything. Um, but yeah, I think it's okay both both are okay. If you're someone who is able to like engage those people, God bless you. Please keep doing that. We need you. If you're someone more like me or uh, or Freya who said I can't talk to these people anymore, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, again, I wouldn't stir the pot. I wouldn't agitate. I don't think that helps anything. But it's okay to recognize like I don't think I can do this. What else can I do? So for me, it's like you know when I volunteer and I facilitate. I know that I'm going to be dealing with like-minded people. They might be in situations with, you know, relatives that they're living with or, or a city or state that they're in that is very, uh, that has a lot of animosity towards their point of view and towards my point of view. But I know that the actual individual I'm engaging with because they came to a queer group is going to be in line with my thinking. And that's, that's what I need to make progress with someone. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's different. Whatever floats your boat. Um, you, yes, you catch more bees than honey, but my thing is like, I don't want to catch any bees. So I don't, so I try to stay on my side of things where there aren't bees and I try to work with the, I lost the analogy midway, but you get what I'm saying. And like, as some people are saying, you know, conversations, first of all, some people are going to be more, uh, 
equipped to enter these conversations than others, either from like a, technically a knowledge standpoint. There are some things like when I was saying earlier, you know, there are different things that we can all give uh, to to this overall fight for democracy. Right. Um, part of that is our own knowledge of certain things. Right. Like. I am not knowledgeable on every issue by any stretch of the imagination, but I know there are things that some of you out there know a whole lot more about than I do. So I think part of it too is not engaging in every conversation that is exhausting and frankly, completely impossible. Pace yourself. Yeah, but educating yourself on like one issue even and getting like, you know, I mean, really, like reading books, you know, watching documentaries, reading articles, getting like a, a, a kind of a, a holistic idea of both sides of the argument so that you, when you go into conversations, you are armed with knowledge um, really does a lot. And then I will also say, though, and this is the other side of it that some people are equipped for and some people are not. And it's not a value judgment either way. Um A huge part of the nuance of this is knowing your audience and knowing how certain people listen. So there are people for whom facts are not going to resonate. And that is infuriating. It is infuriating, but it is simply the way it is. And so for those of you who are willing to engage even on just one topic, also understand that you may have to go about that conversation if facts aren't working from a different standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from a um, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, um, if that's in your wheelhouse, uh, whatever. But like, just un- understand that not everybody listens and hears the same way, um, and that is a huge, huge part of this. So, uh, frankly, for me, that's an interesting and uh, uh, fun part of it. I I love that challenge of being like, who is my audience and how can I reach them? You know what I mean? Even when it's frustrating to me, that's exciting. But I understand why that's exhausting for other people. So. That's a great point. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I was going to make a point. And then my body was like, you didn't sleep enough last night to retain... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this information for more than 30 seconds. I also want to, I also, sorry, and I'm just going to say this and then we can close out this part of the conversation, but I think this is so vital because this is exactly what's going to make the difference between us having progress going forward and not, I, in my opinion, mm. is figuring out how to talk to each other and how to reach across um, the divide that is being so, uh, like, so grossly nurtured by uh, media Right. Like specifically by outlets like Fox News, et cetera, where, you know, you're up against an entire propaganda network when you're talking to a lot of people. So you have to know that. Um, But I I think one of the things to keep in mind. um, Oh, fuck me. I just forgot. (laughs) It happened to you, too. It's okay because. It was a I remembered my thing. I remembered my thing. I remembered. Go ahead. You got your thing. Yeah. All right, don't forget it. I was just going to say that if you lean more uh, my way, but are but are interested in the other way of thinking, we've had some guests who have made really great points along Nicole's lines. Off the top of my head, this past week, our current uh, our most recent guest, uh, Ruby Farley, spoke to this a lot. Brianna Venskis in our live episode spoke a lot about finding commonality with people who disagree from you. Uh, and Yaz, uh, Chantel Yasmin Aberdeen, who we mentioned earlier, again, I think episode 55, talks about that as well. Uh, Those are three episodes off the top of my head of people who are more inclined to do this sort of reach across thing. And for people like me, uh, that's very interesting to hear because I don't have that much of a capacity for that. So you can check out some of those episodes. Okay. No, that's a great point. And I I think, um, so the last thing I was going to say about this is I want to also make a delineation that like uh, nothing is your job. Right. Especially like there's a lot of conversation about um, what is someone's job as as the oppressed party. So whether that's uh, LGBT, person of color, um, uh, Muslim, you, you name it, you know what? Like as the minority, as the oppressed party, it is I'm not ever saying it is your job to 
engage in conversation with someone that you feel is the oppressor. Like that's not. Oh yeah. That's yeah, not. Yeah. It's this is not about job. And let me be very clear about that. This is if you want to take it on or if you feel you are in a position to do so, to make inroads with people, then that is your choice. And I think like I can speak for myself, there are certain people where I think about like, okay, what are my identifiers, right? Like I'm, I'm white, I'm bisexual, so I have, I have heteronormative privilege in a sense, or at least at times, um, in certain ways. Uh, I grew up in a certain socioeconomic bracket, so there's there are certain people I understand that way, um, who I can talk to. Like, these things where I go, uh, Christian, there you go, I grew up Christian, right? So I have certain um, things about me that go, okay, wait, I could make more inroads than maybe somebody who doesn't have these identifiers. So for me, it feels like a responsibility that I want to take on, that I very much want to take on, um, so as not to put that on anybody else, if that makes sense. But each person has yeah. to decide that for themselves. There's there's no job yeah. to be had. That's so funny, and that's such a great point, because I conversely would feel more comfortable. Like I had even, this was years ago, but I had uh, a good conversation uh, with a family member regarding the Black Lives Matter movement, which which is not my movement, but because I was removed from it, I felt like this is something that I can talk, because I, like someone was saying in the comments, like I would never in a million years be like, well, the black people should be the ones. No, fucking that's our job to talk to other white people about it. So I was actually more comfortable uh, in that instance, talking about something that didn't have any of my identifiers. I don't know for whatever reason, but you'll sort of gravitate to different things. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not, terribly coherent right now but you get what i'm saying you guys get what we're saying um but yeah so uh inevitably there'll be more of this kinds of these kinds of conversations that come up in terms of how do we talk to people who are different from us because i think like oh yeah frankly as a as a queer community we're always going to be faced with that that is just our, that's forever going to be a thing. How do we talk to people who are different from us? I mean, hell, like homosexuality is still illegal in many countries of the world. I mean, we have a ton of work to do on this front. So uh, we cannot just stop talking to people. And if you feel like you can step in, then great. Then great. And if you don't, there are other ways that you can help. Yeah. And I will put out there that if, if this country does have another civil war, I will be in the market for a hot girlfriend, preferably in the southern region, who I can write long letters to by candlelight like the Civil War soldiers used to. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get ahead of a possible situation. Because <laughs> that, that is the one positive of a civil war, is let's bring back romantic letter writing. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm already seeing, speaking of upcoming web series, I'm already seeing the series in my head, Lauren. Right? Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. I'm putting it out. I'm pitching it. See, there's a silver lining to, to every war. <laughs> is that To everything. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. I'm, I did not mean that that was a joke. Um, we'll cut it in post. <laughs> we'll cut it in post. Anyway, um, all right. We should wrap up, but we, yeah, we love, I think we so. Y'all, thank you for hanging in with us and um, for hanging in there in in general right now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll continue to. You know, we're online. We'll be we'll be posting stuff. I'll I'm on Twitter even more than I usually am, which is terrifying. Uh, but I cannot put my phone down right now, so I'll be present. I'll be trying to tweet out resources and whatnot. Uh, but just to recap, feeling good about stuff right now, but don't think anything is going to be officially settled for weeks. So I feel like we're all going to be in a holding pattern, and let's just figure out the healthiest and most sustainable way to be in an extended holding pattern. <laughs> 
patience and counting. That's what... <laughs> it's, the, it's the Sesame You know Street... how relaxing counting is. <laughs> the Sesame Street mantra. Patience and mm. counting. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I, obviously, you know, uh, I am at Nicole Payson on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter, Lauren underscore Flans on Instagram. We are at Coming Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our hashtags are hashtag Coming Out Pod. Hashtag, hashtag found, found Ricky. Ricky. Um, I can't pull up the patron list on my phone because I don't know how to make two different windows and Instagram will shut down. But hey, if you're a patron, we love you. We thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and if if y'all want to join our Patreon, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash coming out pod and check out like all of our tiers of giving. It starts at $1 a month. Um, so any little bit helps. So thank you. And, um, yeah, we will be, uh, continuing to post and, um, uh, hanging in there with you. Know that you're not alone. We're there. We love you. And we'll, uh, talk to you next week. Um, hopefully with some more positive updates. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And a guest I'm really excited about. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Too. Much love y'all. Bye. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.